Oh, hi, Steph. How's it going? Oh, hey, I'm okay. How are you? Good, good. So you're a rambling man? Uh, yes. Uh, well, right now I'm just I'm wandering around the neighborhood. So. Excellent. Well, it's nice to know that somebody is uh, somebody else is walking while while podcasting is occurring. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's unseasonably warm for for down here, but it's that's not saying much. But no, it's uh, here too. It's like 22 degrees up here, and it's October. Yeah. Well. Beautiful. It's wonderful, but. So, yeah, well, I'm going to toss in a couple of caveats, if that's okay. Um, sure. When I say I'm beginning the defooing process, I, I mean I'm starting the preparations for it. Sure. Meaning, meaning I'm starting the financial independence. That's the big thing, because I don't know if you remember from composing the past. Yeah. That they're paying for my education. And, and, and but that doesn't go right, and it's not like you you're going to make a fortune out the moment you graduate, right? And it and it it's um and I've really uh, learned recently just by introspection, and I mean I, I I knew this, but I've just sort of thought about it. Um, it's not free. I mean, I mean with them paying for it, that's not free. No, because because it means monthly visits. Um, in some form or another, either me going there or them going there. I Calls, we, to, we, but uh, there's quite a bit of wind noise where you are. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, how about I go down? I'm sorry, the wind just really started gusting. No, I Here. do the same thing when I put so no, no problem. I just wanted to mention if there's any way that I'm, you can feel it. Sure. Well, I'm going here. I'm almost around a house, so, so sorry. No, no problem. Okay, is this better? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, so I really realized that it's not free. It's I'm paying in terms of the weekly phone calls, the visits, stuff like that. So what I really also need to throw in another caveat of not all of this is tentative. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I mean, and I, I absolutely feel no moral obligation to defu. Right. I certainly think it would be beneficial, although it's going to be really hard. Um, but my, my tentative plan, and I'm just going to run through it really quickly and see what you think. I'm going to which is not cheap. And my tentative goal would be to try to... Uh, Get in this in this next year or two as many scholarships, uh, as many grants, and possibly loans as I possibly can. Get the cost down from I think it's like forty grand a year. Yeah. To I haven't even applied for any scholarships, so that should definitely help. And just get the cost down as much as possible. And if I get it down to something that's manageable, where I could just like work through school. Yeah. Then that then the financial independence part is is finished, and that's the big thing right now. Because I mean, you know, from the Skype that we've had, and I mean, I've, we've had MSN chats before. I've dealt with a lot of the emotional stuff. Because the big part for me was just to see the truth. Because I and I've noticed this with just about everyone. The big part is just seeing. Oh wow, this isn't a good situation. You know? Right. So, what are your thoughts? I guess on that. 
tentative plan. Well, I, I certainly think that anything you can do to bring your costs down while you go to school makes sense. Uh, definitely, you will get more enjoyment uh, out of your relationship with your uh, with your anybody who can give you a scholarship than what you will out of out of your parents. Um, but there is, uh, I mean, and it's hard to say. I mean, I I definitely got into debt when I was um, going to university. So uh, yeah. can, uh, and it took me a while, quite a while to pay that off afterwards, but I didn't really mind it, if that makes any sense. Uh, I, didn't, right. I didn't really mind the fact that I was um, in debt for, uh, for university. And so um, I would, if I were you, I would definitely work as hard as I could to get going as I could, but I would not necessarily put it as completely out of the... Um, uh, out of the uh, completely off the table to think about whether or not I would uh, if I can't get scholarships or whether I consider going into debt. Right, and and I, again, I said possibly loans. So I mean, that's I think, and I think you kind of hinted at that just now. That obviously, don't just say yeah, loans, loans, loans immediately. I mean, try to get the cost down. But if I need to get into debt, I mean, it it's probably better financial debt than full debt, you know. <laughs> Well, it's a, I don't think that it's a dichotomy that way. So let me just right. run, let me just run you through a sort of sure. free-to-make radio value proposition that I've been mulling okay. about doing a podcast on, but I'll just run it through with you. Okay. So your parents are in their 40s? Uh, approaching 50. I think my okay. dad turns 50 this year. So on, on the balance, they're probably going to live for another 30 to 35 years? Uh, well, I think... A, a doctor friend of my dad's told him that he would give him another 15 to 20 or so. Really? <laughs> so that, that seems, sort of a, that seems rather was, that seems like way below the average. Well, he's overweight and he's uh not so much with the exercising. Well, yeah, but I mean that that will change. Uh, I mean as people get older they tend to become more responsible about their health. But let's say okay. let's just say it's another 20 well, years. Okay. Uh let's give it 25. Okay, so 25 years. Okay. So uh, he, here's a way that you can rough up the calculations of figuring out what uh, is, uh, is going to happen over the next 25 years. Let's say you defu tomorrow. Um, I'm going to imagine that you're going to be spending uh, about $500 a year on presents to your parents. On what? Presents. Oh, yeah. You mean if I don't defu? If you don't defu. Like, let's just say you look at the next 25 uh, years uh, and you look so that's twelve thousand five hundred dollars over twenty-five years. If you invest that at sort of eight to ten percent, you can sort of triple or quadruple that. So even if you just look at not spending um, birthday present money for your parents for twenty-five years, you're looking at twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars right there. Okay. But this is just just ways of looking at it, right? Like, like an opportunity cost kind of thing. Well, that's not an opportunity. It is an opportunity cost insofar as if you if you invest the money then you'll get a hell of a lot of money out of that by the time you retire, right? Right. So okay. that's, you know, twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars $40,000 is quite a lot of money. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because that's not counting any of the time that you would spend with them, right? So um, right. I'm going to guess that if we put down about, let's say, two hours a week of spending time with your parents. Sure. That's probably not too wildly... Including, including phone conversations. 
Yeah, including phone conversations, right? So, and that is that for both your parents? Uh, yeah. Okay. That would be so, about accurate. If we look at a uh, hundred hours uh, a year, and I'm, I would say we could probably bump that up to 150 if we include things like Christmas and and birthdays and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about. In fact, that would only be well. Let, no, let's go with that. So we've got 150 uh, hours uh, uh, a year times 25 years. That's 37 uh, and 50, three, almost 4,000. Let's just round it up. 4,000 hours, right? Which is yeah. 100 weeks of work, which is two and a half years of labor. Okay. At 40 wow. hours a week. <laughs> okay. Right? Yes, that's, so, that's accurate. Um, if you look at uh, two and a half years of uh, labor at, say, $50,000 a year, and we won't worry about taxes or anything. It's just a rough, rough approximations, right? If right. you look at two and a half, uh, that's $125,000 of time. Okay. That you won't have to spend for the next 25 years. I see what you're getting at. Right. So it's $125,000 worth of time, and this is acu- This is, and again, this is assuming. And this is without health benefits and this, so whatever, right? I mean, we, we can sort of rough it up. And we had, right. let's say, $40,000 of, um, uh, of uh, savings from gifts and things like that. Now, uh, I can guarantee you that as your parents get older, you will need to spend more time with them because they're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Right? And your expenses are only going to go up from there. So we're already at $165,000, $155,000, $165,000. Uh, you, th- this is that's the bare minimum, right? That's the basis. It goes only goes upwards from there. You can very easily get to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the course of your life in cash, direct cash outlays, or in um, uh, in time, uh, a quarter million dollars, right? Right. So, how much is your education going to cost? Uh, about. You don't, have, you don't have to answer that, but I get you. Bet you okay. a quarter million dollars. Correct. Yeah, well, yeah, it's less than that, yeah. I would also put on that um, I had to spend $20,000 on therapy. <laughs> right. Too much time with my parents. Well, my friend yesterday recommended that before I go into this, I should probably see a therapist. Well, I think that's um, a good idea. I would certainly uh, uh, t- touch on the therapist's p- perception about the defooing process because that can right. some therapists, so I definitely would touch on that. Uh, well, she said ask. Oh, sorry. Me. You just, just say some crazy guy on the internet I send money to told me not to see my family. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that would... Well, I remember your uh, thing a couple of weeks ago on the, um, what was it, the Colin show where you said, well, see, I see the family as a cult, but I found a much better cult on the internet, and <laughs> I, I really got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> right. So, so this is just ways that you can help frame, and and this, see, this none of this takes into account the emotional suffering. Right. Right now, pain, pain, uh, pain, and emotional damages are sometimes offered in court at a ten to one ratio to financial damages. Right. So, if you right. uh, get knocked out of your job for a year and you made fifty thousand dollars, you will often get paid uh, if you sue uh, a half a million dollars on top of that. Right. So well, I was thinking. Oh, sorry. So we're just saying we're looking at uh, two and uh, two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars over the next twenty-five years, plus twenty thousand for therapy. <laughs> so two hundred seventy thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. if you put to one suffering ratio on that, 
then you're looking at uh, 2.7 million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you put that relative, uh, oh, and let's let's not forget that. Uh, let, let's go one step further. If you have not defood, then you are very likely going to end up with a woman who has not defood and who does not have a good family. Right. Right. Because if you have not defood from a bad family, no, you know, good person will want to marry you. Right. Right. So you can double all of this because you're going to marry a messed up family. Right. So we're looking at $5 million. And then if you also count the possibility of a divorce that will accrue to you because you'll get really depressed and upset by being stuck in this mess. Right. So, you know, we're talking five, five, $5 million plus in terms of time money savings over the next 25 years. Um, you know, relative to the price of your education and, and having to repay $40,000 or $50,000, it seems like a pretty good investment to me. Okay. I, oh, I agree. Um, definitely. And that definitely sheds a, a really different economic perspective on it. Um, well, we and just from forget, an... Well, we pain, but we always forget uh, all the liberty that, that comes out, all the liberty and savings that comes out of not being involved in a corrupt family. Right. And I mean, I think... Well, just from an empirical standpoint, from my own experiences, um, I can tell with absolute certainty that on weekends where they're gone, my music is 10 to 20 times better. Oh, look, uh, without a doubt. Uh, the moment, sorry to interrupt you, but the, your creative and intellectual energies are unleashed by getting corrupt people out of your life. There's no way that I could have done free domain radio if I had still been embedded with my family. Right. Well, I mean, like, I'll just sit down and I will write music that I didn't think that I could write. Like, I will sit down. Normally, it takes some, like, tinkling out on the piano, sort of figuring out melodies, and it's sort of more of a belaboring process. Yes. But on weekends where they're gone, I just notice it's much more like sitting down and writing a novel. Like, yes. it flows like a language much more than if I were... Then if I'm, I think a lot of it might be if I'm self-conscious of what of what they're thinking because I remember what I, if you remember from in the past they're not so positive sometimes, um, and just I think all of those I mean there are hundreds of variables I'm sure that come into play with all that but it definitely it's tremendous any music that I want to turn into like scholarships and stuff I just do when they're gone because it's like it's un. It, it, it's just completely indescribable how much better it is. So I can tell you absolutely that from a financial perspective of my um, productivity, unquestionable that I will be able to write so much better music. Absolutely, and, and, and of course that's going to translate into a far higher income for you. And, oh, for sure. And, and so, I mean, just, just all around, I, I certainly do understand and appreciate financial difficulties that are involved in the short term in terms of defooing, but... Man, oh man, I mean, there's, you know, even if you take the happiness factor out of it, there's just comparison um, in terms right. of... Right. Well, and I mean, and I sometimes, I mean, I know I don't really think this, but I'm all over the idea that what if I had been introduced to these ideas two years before, where I could have had ample time to prepare, or four years later, where I'm out of this um, college situation. Because I mean, right now that I know the truth, it's sort of like it's hard to think. Well, another four or five years is okay. 
I mean, I can think that, and that's an option. I, I don't really like that option. That's why I want to get to work right now. Um, and, I mean, this has been a month of month and month and month process. Sure. I mean, we, I mean, we had our first Skype in, what, J July, was it? I think so. And I what, think has, uh, what has changed since that has made this more a proactive a thought for you? Well, just more and more experiences that certain uh, relationships are, I can tell are affected by how I deal with my food. Yes, yes, like, yes. Like, I, I feel, like, if I feel that someone is maybe both happy and, like, happy on the outside but sad on the inside and, like, showing that, well, that's yep. what my mom does all the time. And so I will feel, and then if I don't confront the issue immediately, because if I don't recognize it or something, then that person takes the role of my mom for, like, three days, and that's not healthy at all. So I, the more and more, what's really made it evident to me, because, like, when I first heard, like, Podcast 183, I think it was, and the ones about, like, the, that really you first touch on the family. Yep. I was like, wow, that, that's an interesting concept. I'll, I'll keep that on the back burner for a while, but first let me just sort of learn more. Right. And then, because I always thought, I thought of it in more of the abstract, like, yeah, I'll I'll think about it later. I think it, it, it'd be a healthy experience to deal with all this, sure. But now I'm seeing the imminence of it. Right. And because I, I really value about three friendships in my life of just really rational people. And I don't want my relationships with my family to deal, to, to touch on them. That's unjust. Right. Right. And, of course, the more, the more that we accumulate obligation from our family, the harder it comes to defu. Right. Well, like if I were to stay with them for another four years, that will create, that, that's taking the, the money from tuition from them, which is immoral, but it definitely creates this web of obligation in me. Yes. Like, I'll, I'll feel worse, I think, uh, defuing then because I'll feel sort of this monetary obligation, like, shit, I, I took that money. Right, right. No, it, it is much tougher. And it's very, it's, the, the, uh, the, um, the act of staying in your family for material gain in the short run is going to have a very strong effect on how you experience your education. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, I was talking about this with my friend yesterday. I was like, well, just, I, I've already told you, her, you and her about the how much better my music is when they're when they're gone. So yes, as I'm going to college for music. I also mean oh, what? of how you're going to deal with your teachers and with conductors when with other people in your education. True, very, very true. We'll see it now with people that I'm not, like even acquaintances. Like I, it's very, it's much more subtle with people that I don't deal with very often. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely. Like, I'll feel really guilty if someone seems just a little, the slightest bit sad. Right. Like, guilt, I've noticed with, with my friend, um, guilt, this, this unnecessary, irrational guilt is probably by far the worst thing that I have to deal with. Right. Because what it does is it, it makes other people, it affects, uh, like, my friends. I mean, they don't want me to feel bad for something that I didn't do. That's right, that's right. But if you're prone to guilt, you're going to unconsciously invite manipulative people into your life, and it's going to be harder to fight them. Right, like that one friend...
that's that's a perfect example that I, I was drawn for a while unconsciously. Now I'm trying to be more conscious about it to people that represented my parents as yes. sort of a crutch so that I wouldn't have to deal with them. No, that's right. That's right. And of course, um, you, you certainly will spend some time paying back money that you wouldn't have otherwise. But that's a clean relationship that you have with your creditors, even if you end up having to declare bankruptcy. That's a clean relationship that you have with your creditors. It's, it's rational, it's objective, and it's not manipulative, and it's not a quicksand, and it's not emotionally destructive, and, and so on. So I think that it's, it's worth bearing almost any burden to, to get out of a situation like that. Wait, sorry, what's the clean relationship? With your creditors. With my creditors or predators? Uh, creditors, if you borrow money. Right, right. So, right, that is. And, I mean, it's interesting just because, I mean, the emotions that I'm feeling when I think about this, because I've thought about it before in the abstract, right. and I never really felt fear, because it's sort of like thinking about, I don't know, jumping off, skydiving off the Grand Canyon if you know you're not going to do it for like 40 years or 30 years. Yeah, but thinking about it as in the imminence has really created. It's a mix of like this really big fear. Like I feel like I'm, the stomach is just turning. Oh, it's horrible. But then, but then I also feel joy. Right. It's brimming with joy. Like, wow, I could actually do this. This is because every one of the things I told you about, except for the acceptance into scholarships, is completely within my control. Yes. Which which is important. I like I can control every one of those except as I said the acceptance but I still to an extent can control that by being qualified and submitting good essays so yes for sure you you can you can manage all of that sort of stuff proactively right. um, so what um, what's your um, do you have a schedule yet again I'm, there's no particular rush I mean you you've got to settle with this stuff I certainly promise right. that after you do it it will be very hard to be afraid of anything else again in your life. But uh, right. uh, would you have a schedule at the moment? What, uh, what? Um, as I said, it's pretty tentative. I mean, I just turned 19, so I'm still, I mean, this is, I've been dealing with a lot of other stuff, like school, classes, stuff like that. But in my, when I sit down in my little chair in my corner, <laughs> I've got a little thinking chair, I, um, I would love to be able to get the, um, the costs down within the next year. Right. Because scholarship applications are probably around like May, April-ish. Right. I mean, I think that's generally when they're due. Um, and I mean, certainly the Ayn Rand scholarship would be an interesting thought, although I would probably have to focus more on metaphysics and epistemology in that case. And uh, What's that? And minarchism. <laughs> not so, well, not really with that. Um, we, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely going to do more research into the sorts of grants and scholarships that are available. But I would say it would be fantastic, fantastic if we could do it within the next two years. Yeah, but, I mean, my, my initial instinct with that, and you know your own mind and heart better, is that uh -huh. that's a hell of a lot. That's a hell of a drawn out, broke, drawn drawn out breakup. Right. Like if somebody's decided to leave a marriage, you don't say, "Well, I'm going to wait for two years," right? Right. Well, my thoughts on that. I mean, I think I'm emotionally, basically, like if I did it tomorrow, I think 
I don't know if I'd have any more or less um, emotional, I guess, trauma, to say the least, than, than most other people who go through this. Because so, I think I've, I've dealt with a lot of the corruption in my, in my heart. But, so a lot, I don't think I have that much more to do in terms of like preparing myself mentally and emotionally. But a lot of it's just financial stuff, you know, like for the short term. Because, I mean, if I defood, let's just say tomorrow, I would, I mean, they are holding, I talked with my friend yesterday, they're holding my education ransom in a sense. Behave or you don't, or we don't pay. Well, sure. So, and that's, it's really made me rethink um, how I'm going to pay for my children's education. I'm, I, I really realized that it's, I'm, I'm going to have to, not have to, but I mean, it, it seems much more just to just give them the money up front and say, do with it what you want. I've taught you how to make rational decisions, and you can decide, rather than do this dripping nonsense, you know? Yeah, well, sure. I mean, I, I, my, I, who knows when I have kids and they get that old, what's going to happen, but... Uh, you know, my, my particular approach is, you know, you're 15 or 16, get a job and start saving for university. Like, I don't know that, uh, uh, you know, we've sort of hit physical maturity around 16. I don't know that for another six years, uh, parents should pay for their kids' education. Like, I don't know whether or not I really am going to want to end up paying for my kids to go through university because I right. managed to do it by working from the age of 11. And you, you can do it, right? It's just that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you weren't prepared for that because you didn't know this left turn that your life was going to make. Uh, and it's right. and that's what... in the States because it's more expensive. But um, right. I think it's okay for you know a, a man in his 20s to pay for his own schooling in one form or another. Well, definitely. And that's, when I, that's what I said what, 10 minutes ago or so. I mean, I sort of wish I would have known about all these ideas a little earlier. Because sure. then I could have, I mean, right now, I've, I've been told my entire, basically, life, or at least adolescence, oh, we've got it, we've got it, and I was always told, well, um, okay, and right. I've never, I mean, I realize it's, it's not free. It is not free at all. There's it's, very little that's more costly in life than uh, a lot more costly. corrupt people. Right, and it's... It's a ransom, and I, I said yesterday, I keep bringing back things I said to my friend, but I think it's important, because I talk about a lot about this with my friend, and she said, well, I told her, they've taken away, and, and this might sound like a personal vendetta, and it might be, I don't know, but they, they've taken away a significant part of my happiness as a child, and this Berkeley thing, was, it's been my dream for years, and I finally achieved it. They're not going to take it away. I mean, with no, this they ransom, they can't. I mean, so, and that's why I, 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 they're holding this as a ransom. Behave or don't go to college. I am not going to fall prey. And, and I sound passionate because I am, and this, again, that's why I say it might be a personal vendetta. I don't know. They're not going to take it back from me. They, they, that would be unspeakable. That would be the last straw. That would, that's why I can't defood tomorrow. You know? Well, I, I don't agree, but I mean, that's, I don't know all of the details of your circumstances, and of course, my opinion doesn't right. matter, right? I just, um, right. Th- they can't take away your uh, right or ability right. to go to, to university if you are willing to, to take loans or if you're willing to sort of work 
two jobs through school and stuff like that. I mean, there's there's lots of ways to do it that will absolutely be a better uh, enjoy this, be a better student, uh, enjoy this uh, next couple of years a whole lot more than the dread of having to take this phone call and knowing what you've sold to to right. take that call. Right, because I mean, oh, it's bad. They've said we're going to see you once a month, no matter what. Sure. Ooh, and because uh, it's like. Uh, November there's Thanksgiving and then October they'll fly up don't worry um, I mean all this is that well um, also if you if you defu uh, after school or when a significant portion of your education has been paid for defuing is going to be a hell of a lot more difficult because they'll know exactly what you're doing right and and then I'll have that question in my mind just or not did I was I a parasite? Well, no, I don't think it's possible for you to be a parasite with your parents because, as you say, not, not, only did they not, not only did they take away happiness, but they inflicted suffering on you when you were right. a child. So I don't think there's any possibility that we can become parasites with our parents. Okay. Um, so I, I wouldn't worry about that. It's just that they will be that much more enraged if you take them for their money as well as, you know what I mean? Right. Okay, yeah, I see. It's, it's going to get, like, just to, to, to give you an example, I put yourself in a sort of a woman's shoes, right? So if you were a woman and you married some guy and there was some law that said after three years you get half his assets, and if she was kind of cold and mean for two years and then on three years and one day she divorced him, he would totally understand what she was doing, right? That she just wanted half his assets. And then it would turn into a very bitter and ugly divorce, which it wouldn't have if she'd acted earlier. Right, and that's definitely what my mindset was when I realized it was probably, because I've been having sleep problems the past five days, so it was like three or four days ago that I realized, you know, I need to do this. Yeah, no, insomnia is a very good sign in this area, so uh, I know it's hell, but uh, it certainly is a very good sign because it means that you're sort of waking up uh, to a different future. Right, which, see, and it's, it's hard to think about all this. I mean, well, you know, I think you know as well as I do. <laughs> I do, and, and I, you know, when I say that I disagree, this doesn't mean anything because it's your life. The oh, only thing yeah. that I would say, the only thing that I'm trying to keep you flexible to is just, just to, to, to go with the notion that what you need to do is keep sitting on these thoughts, keep sitting on these feelings, just keep exploring how you feel and not give yourself rules ahead of time, right? So there's no rule called, I got to go and do it tomorrow, and there's no rule called, in about two years will be the right time, right? Forget about, right. Forget about your plans because you're on a roller coaster now and your plans are going to mean not that much, right? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but it's kind of true. So you just need right. to keep exploring your feelings, keep talking to your friends, keep posting on the board, keep, keep in the conversation. But if the more preconceived notions that you come to, the more you're going to interfere with the process, right? I mean, you're... Right. You're in a process like puberty right now, and so you don't. When you're in puberty, you don't say, "Well, I'm going to have chest hair in three months." It's like, "Hey, I, <laughs> I just got to eat well." Right, right. So you can let yeah, go it's... of planning, and you can let go of the fears of being a parasite, and you can let go of all of that, and you just need to monitor yourself because the plan will come to you. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic. Well, that that. that leaves a lot of, uh, takes a lot of burden off of me. 
Please, sure. yeah. Look, that's that's the thing that I most want to get across to you. And I did get the sense that you were kind of stressed about having to make a decision. Listen, my my defooing from my brother occurred when I was dozing in a hammock, not thinking about it whatsoever. Oh, I remember that podcast. You and that's where I sort of I think that was almost a a realization it was very similar this week for me. Right. Like through this insomnia, and I woke up and I was like, you know what? I need to really start really considering this in the short term. As short, I mean not after college or not in 10 years. or I mean short as in let's start thinking about it now. And I would say don't think about it. Okay. I mean, this is my suggestion based on having gone through this with a whole bunch of people, right? It's up to you, of course. But I would say just keep exploring your feelings about your parents don't give yourself any scare stories about parasitism and don't give yourself any schedules like two years or two months. I'll tell you how it's going to happen. It's going to happen because you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be very calm and you're not, it's not that you're not going to be scared, but there won't be any doubt. And if you try and do it before you reach that place, it's going to be a mess and it's going to be horrible. Well, because I'm not going to be emotionally ready, and then I'm either going to be drawn back to them or be drawn to people who replace them. Right, right. I mean, you have bullied your whole childhood, right? Don't bully yourself now with schedules and plans and this and that, right? Just keep letting, uh, keep accepting your feelings. Keep letting what happens happens to you. Stay open with your parents. Stay in conversation with your parents. Stay vulnerable with your parents. And you will then wake up one day, or maybe it'll be 3 o'clock in the morning, and you'll just know. You'll just know. And after that it will be so much easier, right? I mean, you, 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 at the moment, you're looking at climbing this mountain. You say, my God, I'm going to lose three fingers. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose my teeth, <laughs> you know, whatever, right? I'm going to get pecked at by crows. But if you just keep watching the mountain and keep thinking about the mountain, you will wake up one day with the ability to fly up the mountain. And then you won't even have to worry about losing three fingers climbing it. Oh, wow. Okay. See, well, we have... That may- we- incredible strength and certainty. This is the true self. We have this incredible strength and certainty within us. And it doesn't mean that when we achieve that, that our life becomes Buddhistically, nonsensically easy. But I would not act prior to that, right? So it was the same, same way that I was trying to make the decision about quitting my career to do free domain radio, right? I didn't give myself a schedule. I just kept being receptive to my work environment. I kept trying to be more and more honest in my work environment. And then I uh, just knew. Great. Well, it, it's a few days ago, and it, I don't know, I, I bet there's something that I had to do with this, but when I first just came to the realization, I've got to start uh, thinking about this, which I've learned now, maybe not so much with the conscious thinking, uh, I just felt this huge wave of uneasiness, and I actually fell down once, uh, not like a hard fall, but I just sort of, my knees buckled. And I felt really, really, really dizzy. And I don't know if that... Yep. What's that? Go on. Go, no, you go ahead. Well, and I, I just don't know what, it, what that quite was. I don't know if it was myself sort of feeling this fear like, oh, wow, maybe he might actually do this. Or I don't know what, you know? Well, I would suggest, and of course it's something the only introspection will let you know for sure, but I would suggest that... What, what you feel is that when you have changed your mind, you must execute a plan. Right. Right? But that's not true at all. 
so you so I was creating this this false dichotomy of either don't think about it or either don't uh, put this in your mind at all or make a plan. Right, right, right. and and this is not something which uh, is able to uh, get you out of the problem of your past, right? Because we were never allowed to just be when we were children. We always had to be doing something or planning something or managing something or, do you know what I mean? Like, I bet you you never felt particularly relaxed. If you were home alone, you're sitting there reading, when someone comes in, don't you always feel kind of like, so the door opens, you feel anxious, like you've got to now do something different than what you're doing. There's no peace with other people around. And so you're well, not, sorry, go ahead. Oh, so, well, that's probably where a lot of my, what I was talking about my composing earlier. Yes, I think that's quite true. So what I would say is that you're not used to just being and trusting yourself. And so right. my suggestion would be to continue to think about this and feel about this and not come up with preconceptions about how it's going to happen. But trust that you know how to do it and trust that you will do it the right way when it's the right time. Right. Okay. And that makes a lot more sense. And it, it, as I said, it makes it a lot easier for me. Well, you should. it should be easy for you. It should be easy for you. Uh, it's never going to be particularly enjoyable. But you can trust that you know, you know how to do this. We know how to be free in our lives. We know how to be free. And at least now that I, I've come to the conclusion that it's going to happen. I mean, when I, I'm sure when I, like when I first started, I was like, eh, they weren't that bad. And right. no, no. So at least I've accepted that it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen, and that, that was not something that you pursued. That was something that occurred for you, right? Well, I don't, I don't choose not to believe in God. I, I accept that there's no God. So I've right. accepted and, this. When you, began, when you began thinking about God, you didn't sit there and say, well, I'm going to be an atheist in six months. Right. I thought through it, and I was like, well, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Let's see some of the logical contradictions that are in it. So as I told you before, I'm, I was a weak atheist until I read a lot of the proofs, because I didn't want to make an absolute certain, because I didn't know, you know? For sure. So, and that's, I think that's parallel to this situation. I was kind of leaning that way towards the defooling, but I didn't know enough about it, about my own past and about the whole process, so I didn't want to make a firm statement, because I processed and I didn't want to jump to any conclusions. Right, and so the same thing. You're not gonna. I don't think that it's it's worth sitting here thinking my defu schedule is X, because you don't know when you're going to be ready, and you don't know what's going to happen. But what you do know, and what you do have, and you have no control over when you're going to be ready. So when you became an atheist, you simply kept studying and asking questions and examining your feelings and learning more, and then you just you, your faith evaporated, right? It's the same thing. Is you just keep exploring your family, keep exploring your feelings. And uh, don't set a schedule up. Don't set a schedule up. Just trust that your future is going to reach down and pull you up. And it's going to be at exactly the right time and exactly the right way. Oh, wow. I'm grinning right now. That, that makes me happy. Well, see, that's, that's the freedom that I keep bugging people about, right? What is? Well, it's the freedom. It's like uh, people always want to build stuff to happen. Uh, and you can't. You, can only, like, you can't will health. You can only will the actions that result in health. And right, you, like the oh, certainty. You can only will the actions that will result in certainty. Right. Well, like the people who are always like, "Well, when will there be liberty?" And the the more they're planning it, 
the less free they are. It seems that's what I've just sort of always felt like. They're like, and, and that's sort of how I am right now. I'm working hard for my freedom. Right, but and that's you making control, me less free right now. You can't control when that freedom is going to be in your heart and in your soul. You can't, you can't control when you're going to feel free. But you can certainly do the things which hasten it along, which is to not lash yourself to particular schedules, because that's trying to control something that you can't control. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, cool. I was actually planning before I talked to you on just going maybe to the library and just researching grants, researching scholarships, researching loans, getting a list together, applying for them all, rush, 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 and I don't think that needs to be done. No, no. I mean, I would do that when you really want to do it, and all I would do is keep staying in the conversation with yourself and with your friends and with the board and whoever's useful. Keep doing your research. Keep being honest with your family. Keep doing all of that stuff, and you'll know when, when the time is right. It, it, you'll wake up and you will just be so certain that you'll be glad you waited. Right. That, and that's probably, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A whole lot of sense to me. Right, because the last thing that you want to do, given that the defooing process has stresses involved, is to put yourself on a schedule that's artificial and arbitrary and uh, then feel stressed because of that as well, right? Right. Like if I were to choose two years, there's no real reason that I would choose two years, other than it's a nice round number and just sort of sounds like not too long, not too short. Um, well, but sure. It, and it's, but it's, once I say that two years, then it's going to feel drawn out. Like if I have no set schedule, I maybe, a, like you said, it, a two years is a hell of a long time for a breakup. But if I have no set time for it and I'm just letting it happen, then it doesn't feel like such a long breakup, you know? Well, no, and, and of course, you don't want to pretend to have knowledge that you don't, and you do not know when you're going to be certain. Right. When I'll have my hammock episode. Yeah, you, you won't know when you have your hammock episode and you wake up with certainty. You don't know when that's going to happen. Now, you can do things that will hasten it along, so you're not passive in the process. But right. you don't know when that's going to happen. And so to pretend that you can make a schedule when what you're trying to get is a form of organic certainty within your soul that you can't directly control, I think you just need to be more receptive and less prescriptive. Okay. That just, all right. Well, that helps so much. Uh, I'm so glad. All right. Well, I'll definitely keep in touch as to my thoughts on all this. Um, yeah, but just relax and enjoy the certainty that you've achieved. And uh, don't, uh, don't push yourself for the next thing. Just keep being curious and enjoy this process. You don't have to go from one unchosen positive obligation for slavery to another one for freedom. Uh, okay, great. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, well, I'm going to compile this. Uh, if you could give it a listen. I think, personally, that it would be great for general release, but uh, you can let me know what you think. All right. Well, I don't know. Um, you know how, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed how hesitant I am on that sort of stuff. Just listen, listen, listen and let me know what you think. Um, I think it's definitely useful uh, for other people because this is something a lot of people are facing. But, of course, right. it's always up to you. Okay. And, and this might be a little, um, for now, maybe a little, um, I don't know. I, I can't just, a little imminent for me right now. So maybe if I give it another few weeks, if that's okay. Well, see, I mean, here's I know the thing, you... right? This is, this is how you can put what we're talking about here into practice, which is that you don't know how you're going to feel after you listen to it. 
True. Okay. Right, so just and if you feel obviously it's your it's your podcast, right? So if you feel that it is the wrong thing to do to release it, then we won't. And uh, but but I would say see how you feel after you listen okay. to it, and uh, we can make a decision from there. All right. Well, thanks again, and I will talk to you later. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Jeff.